what's good nothing it's really good but what's good anyway buckeye nation uh we are here on the angry hollywood instant recap podcast to recap michigan's 45 to 23 victory over ohio state um as always i'm your host jordan i'm here with my co-host chris chris what are your initial thoughts yeah let's get into initial thoughts um Ohio State's coaching staff, uh, I think, failed the players today. I think the secondary played their worst game of the season, and they've had some stinkers, but at the end of the day, I think we could all come to accept that this moment was too big for the Ohio State coaching staff. They came out at the half, uh, had every had multiple opportunities to fight back, counterpunch. You know, they did a good job of that in the first half. And then, you know what? Michigan just, they straight up outplayed Ohio State today. They didn't do everything perfect, but in football, you don't need to be perfect. Like we were saying before we hopped on, J.J. McCarthy completed, what, 50% of his passes? But when it mattered, his throws were big plays. And, you know, when you flip it to the other side, Michigan didn't break. And that was the difference. I I just think mentally, uh, Ohio State was small today. And they were soft. And I think... We forget that toughness doesn't have to be in the run game. Toughness doesn't have to be in the trenches. Toughness is every single play, you being better than the guy across from you. And Ohio State wasn't tough. Again, they were soft. And that's just the truth. Yeah, I think the biggest issue is that there's a lot of points where the team was tough. But I think that Ryan Day viewed toughness as toughness for the players and not for the coaches because he's not tough, right? You know, there were good plays by the team, offense and defense, but that toughness was never given back from the coaching staff. The team follows the coach, and literally when the coach does certain things, the team can feel that you don't believe in them, that you are not tough, that kind of stuff. So whether the team was or was not tough, Ryan Day was not. And that was showcased in this game. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like you said it best, they took the personality of their coach. Uh, Ryan Day's had multiple occasions where he shrunk in the moment. You know, you think once Clemson fought back in 2019, he shrunk up. Uh, Once, you know, Michigan started hammering him on the ground last year, he shrunk up. You know, multiple times, like, talents prevailed, but when the teams are close to equal, you just cannot rely on your players being better that many times. How many times in the first half did the defense give the offense good field position and the offense just let it – they failed. They, like, there were multiple times throughout the game where a unit specifically failed, and that's really where it is. This is a team of individual units and parts that weren't working together in cohesion. I think that's been the problem all season. And, you know, the worst part of the day, and I think this is kind of the consensus I'm seeing on Twitter, on social media, and our Slack channel, is this Ohio State team quit. And that's the embarrassing part. Yeah. They quit, and you could see it that last fourth quarter after, you know, Stroud kind of did that little flip up, you know, kind of last breath effort, you know, to try to make a play. Um they they just folded, they quit, and that's why Donovan Edwards is able to rip off two huge touchdowns. Uh, I think I said it uh, on Friday on Buck Off. I said, hey, we're going to find out if that $1.9 million a year is going to be worth it. Uh, we gave up 40-something points. So that is uh, that's uh, 45 points. That's something. 
Yeah, it, it, it's just like there's not there's really nothing that you can say. There's no positives, and now as a fan, because it's a fan site, you have to sit through the fact that you have to wait another 365 days, and you know that some of the most important changes are just not going to happen. The most important change for this team is for Ryan Day to no longer be the play caller, and that's not going to happen. Maybe he fires the offensive coordinator, right? Maybe he he fires the corner backs coach they deserve it but at the end of the day ryan day is still the head coach and if he's still the play caller the offensive play calling is still going to be soft i can sit here and say that i have faith in jim Knowles, and i do but that doesn't mean anything in this moment because he didn't show up in the biggest moment of his early ohio state career this is like you said the reason that he's in the game. This is the reason they paid him $1.9 million. This is the reason that they brought him in and trusted him, and he failed in the biggest moment. So I, there's not even, like, truly a, a potential positive you could take from this game where last year there was because last year you could say, okay, they're going to fire the defensive staff and start over. Like, you could at least believe that that was going to happen, but what changes are going to come out of this? Right. No, I I agree with that 100%. I I think the change needs to, I mean, it's really, there is outside of like rebuilding and restarting from scratch, which I I know, I I know we both know that's not going to happen. Like Ryan Day is going to be the head coach of Ohio State next year. And he's going to lead this team into Ann Arbor, whether you like it or not. And if I'm wrong, you know what? Gene Smith has uh, bigger stones than I thought. You're not wrong. But it's not going to happen. But man, I, I just think is there's nothing you could really change externally that will change anything. It is an internal mindset. You know, I, I don't want to hear the strength staff. I don't want to hear the coaches. Uh, it, it really, at the end of the day, it starts with Ryan Day, but it comes from the uh, internalness of the players, man. And we've seen it for that whole decade. You had guys like JT Barrett. You had guys like that who just bled this game. And, you know, it started like – the whole big new kickoff, they were talking about the 2012 team. It wasn't the most talented Ohio State team. It was a young team that had nothing really to play for except that game. And their mindset going into that game was, we're playing for each other. We're playing to beat that team up north. And I just don't feel that from this group of players. I don't. I haven't felt that since really, honestly, Ryan Day's been there. Like, you were gifted Justin Fields. You were gifted Garrett Wilson. Uh, well, not gifted, you know, but Justin Fields came to Ohio State and had an unbelievable performance in Ann Arbor. Want to know, correct, right? And then you go and you finally have your recruits. You finally have your players. You put all this emphasis on it, you know. We're going to 365 days a year, that's what they say. But, you know, once the moment got there, where was it, you know? <laughs> where was that work? It was what? And that's, you know, I – just think, it doesn't even matter. You know, you look at it. Michigan's offensive line did not play well today. Nope. They did not. And they, but guess what? Third quarter, midway through it, they got some momentum. You know, I think you, we, we, we've been tough on JJ McCarthy, I think all year, but guess what? He made the plays. He kept their team alive. And that gave the chance for Michigan's offensive line to come in and make some plays later in the game. That gave the defense some chances to make some plays for them. Where was that with Ohio State? And that's the biggest issue. Yeah, and, and the, the funny thing about Jason McCarthy, he completed 50% of his passes. He didn't play good, but anytime 
Ohio, and I'm going to say I'm not giving the credit to him or Michigan, really. Anytime Ohio State messed up, he capitalized on it. Whether it was a missed coverage, whether it was a, a bad call, whatever it was, he capitalized on that moment. And Ohio State messed up enough, enough for them to do it. And I just, yeah, I mean, yeah. He capitalized on moments he needed to, and that gave his team the ability to make the adjustments to stay in this game, to get them back into that position of comfort where they can commit to running the football, where they can commit to those play-action passes. And that's the thing. I I just think you could see it in the eyes of Michigan's players. You could see it on the field. When the moment got big for them, they met it. And that's not something we've been able to say about Jim Harbaugh as a football coach, Jim Michigan as a football team for many years. But to be honest, that's the that's the mindset Urban Meyer brought. And I think Jim Harbaugh learned something from him. And he committed to that once his job was on the line. And as much as, you know, you want to be disrespectful and hateful, they went out and earned it. And Ohio State didn't earn anything this year. They were just more talented. And that's where I think it's time, like, the seat's hot. Ryan Day's on the clock. This team will have to be the most dominated, dominating team in college football next year. And even if they are, they still have to win one game. And that's that's really where we're at. Uh, obviously, I don't think there's a player of the game. Uh, I don't think there's anything we're going to do like that. So I, I, don't, I don't really have that much to say, honestly. If we want to go through some of the key moments, I think that would be the only other thing we could talk about, really, that – would it be just angry ranting? <laughs> yeah, I feel like this show is just going to be angry ranting. I don't have anything to say because at the end of the day, I feel like this game was lost because Ryan Day is soft. This game was lost when you punt twice in the first half inside their 50. Your players feel that. They feel that you don't believe in them. This game is lost when you punt again on fourth and four in the fourth quarter with seven minutes left, right? This game is lost in deciding to kick field goals this game is lost in deciding to fin- to play the finesse game despite the fact that in the first half the offensive line was moving people in the power running game and the gap running game was working when times got tough ryan day reverted back to his nature which is soft. bubble screens bubble and... screens like like i mean well and that's the thing i you have chip Trainum who's ripping off six seven yards of carry and you decide hey, maybe it's time to take out the running back who's in rhythm for a guy who hasn't played in two quarters in Dallin Hayden, who gets, I think, six yards on his first two carries. And that's questionable. Mayan Williams obviously didn't look full speed, but he was playing very heartful, you know, like he wanted to be out there. But that's where you have to make the decision as a coach. You know, every time Xavier Johnson's in the game, he makes something happen. I don't know how you're not trying to get him the ball more. I, I just – I. The receivers, I all for all the talk of the five star receivers, man, they are not competitive when it comes to going after the football outside no, of Marvin Harrison Jr. Not at all. I Michigan, you can see the DBs. You knew they were going to come up. You knew they were going to play aggressively. Fight for that football. That, that's it. Fight till the end. You know they don't live by it. They don't live by what's said in Carbon, Ohio. They don't live by that stuff. And I hope this gets soundbite and they hear this because this team doesn't represent Ohio State in the manner that it does. It doesn't represent the words in the fight song. It doesn't represent what it means to be an Ohio State football player. 
and that's harsh. I know it sounds harsh, but I know it's not. I'm it's not to the harsh choir. enough. At the end yeah, of the day, I, this team is soft, right? This team is a finesse team. When Michigan and all the people outside the, of Ohio said it, it is true. And that has gone all the way up to the athletic director. Because, yeah, I'll bring it up again. The athletic director came out and said, we agree to the playoffs, sort of, but we want to be able to not play home games at home. We want to be able to play them in a dome and to be able to pick. There is softness to the core of this program. And then and it shows in all of that. I mean, but ultimately, it's not even just that. Ryan Day is soft or, you know, not him, this kind of stuff. He also is, I just don't think that he's humble enough to be able to learn from what's happening in the game. There were multiple things that happened. That's like, Oh, if we switched and did this, and if we change this alignment or this player, this situation, we might be able to capitalize. And throughout the entire season, Ryan Day has basically said, the game plan that I wrote on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm sticking to it, and I'm not making any changes. You want to put eight people in the box, I'm not going to stop running inside because I need to prove that my team is tough, right? Like, you play hard man coverage, um, you know, I'm not going to start running slants and things like that. Like, I'm going to keep doing deep routes. Anything that worked, he stopped yeah, it, doing it, and that is indicative of this entire situation. Like, he's not – I don't think that he's humble enough to genuinely see the issue and identify the issue and then change it, especially in-game. Yeah. You, you know, I'm starting to, like, understand – a little bit more and appreciate the greatness of coaches like Nick Saban, the greatness of coaches like Urban Meyer, you know, you, you may not like them as people. You may not appreciate like their, I guess, d- deflective nature there, but that unrelenting competitiveness of those people bleed into their players. And, you know, for all, and, you know, I like, you know, I'm not the biggest Urban Meyer fan off the field, but for all of his flaws off the field, that's what makes him a good football coach, right? He is an insane, highly competitive individual who is willing. What happened when, you know, his teams weren't good enough? What happened that he brought in a guy like Ryan Day? He brought in young coaches to fix those mistakes, right? You know, the only two people he held a little bit to were, you know, we don't have to get into that, but that hyper-competitive nature, that's what Nick Saban brings every single day. That is why we don't see coaches sustain greatness for a long time. It's rare. It's a rare quality. It's a rare trait. And most coaches don't have that in them, period. It's not something most people have in them. And that's why, you know what? They're not likable people, but they're winners. And winners aren't always likable. And, you know, I, I'm tired. And, and I know Ohio State fans – won't accept this loss. I know I don't have to say that stuff, but at the end of the day, there has to be something that holds these people accountable. And there's only one thing, and that is jobs. And you know what? Ryan Day is going to be a successful head coach wherever he coaches football, but can he win the big game? That's the question now. Is he going to be John Cooper or is he going to rebound like Woody Hayes? Yeah, I mean, I just think that, first of all, he is John Cooper, and that's just going to be what it is. Um Gets the talent. Doesn't do anything it. with it. He, he ultimately, he's like I said, he's soft to his core. 
and he can't change that about himself. Um, no matter what's going on, when it really gets tough, he does not believe in himself. He does not believe in his players. To talk about it, C.J. Stroud is plainly and simply the best quarterback in Ohio State history. But he will never be viewed as that or respected in the way that he should because he's 0-2 against Michigan. And the thing is, he didn't play bad in any in either of the Michigan games. He nope. made two mistakes at the end of this game, but it was him trying to over overcome bad play. He was trying home. to win the game. He was trying to win the game, and it didn't work for him. That's unfortunate. But he's never going to be remembered fondly because his coach didn't trust him enough to win the game. He didn't trust him enough. He didn't trust himself. Uh, he didn't trust this team. And that showcased in multiple moments of this game. Jim Harbaugh, the run wasn't working, and he trusted his team. He trusted Donovan Edwards to figure it out. He trusted J.J. McCarthy to not make mistakes, despite the fact that he was completing for most of the game half of his passes. He trusted his system. He said, we're a running team. We control the clock. We're going to do it. Despite the fact that we have 11 yards and a half, we're going to continue doing what we do. And Ryan Day didn't trust his team to do that. He didn't trust his players. He didn't trust nope. his quarterback. He didn't trust his coaching staff. And ultimately, he didn't trust himself. And that and, was proven in how that game went. And once again, he really thought he was smarter than everybody in the room. You know, I don't understand. I love Cade Stover. You know, we've been really big Cade Stover fans this year. I don't know how you can be. But to be honest, and... You know, he would never say this. No one's ever going to say this about him, but he shouldn't have been the player with his number being called in those crucial moments multiple times late. I said it multiple times. I said it multiple times. Down, it's at first, yeah. Like, like, literally, like, you have Marvin Harrison Jr. If you are going to separate any player on this team, if you are going to run a specific one-person route, if you're going to run a we're better than you, here's how, with anybody on this team, it should have been Marvin Harrison Jr. Doing it three separate times to Cade Stover is ridiculous like Cade is good but Cade is at is still our fourth or fifth best pass catcher we're excited about Cade because he's overperforming his value not because he is the best tight end in Ohio State history despite the fact that we make those jokes when it didn't work the first time is okay whatever you tried something different the second and third time is you're trying to get too cute and that is an issue with this team. You have something that works. Marvin Harrison Jr. has dropped one pass in his entire season. Unfortunately, he came against this game, but he's only dropped one. I promise you that Stroud, that throw that Stroud threw on that essentially, uh, you know, go route to um, Kate Silver where he got his hands on it. Marvin Harrison Jr. is catching that. Like he's catching Every it. Time. It's a first down. He's catching it. He was the dude, the defender was beat. The ball was right on the money. It hit him right in his hands. That's being caught by Marvin Harrison Jr. So why is that route not ran to Marv? Because overthinking question. Kevin Wilson's a tight end coach, so look in the mirror there. Uh yeah, I mean I mean it's still I mean it comes back to it. Uh, I, I think 
the hard thing to get my like to wrap the head around last year was you know Michigan out coached Ohio State and they outperformed them on the field. Uh, Michigan didn't have their best player, and I honestly think it benefited them because they had to come together, unite as a team, and play football from a collective twenty-two guys on the field instead of just relying on Blake Corum, right? And I think where C.J. Stroud and you know his team like struggled was in that sense, like when things got tough, they did, they, what, what, where, where, where'd they go? You know, that's like, and when things were working, they just went away from them. And that's, that's problematic behavior from a coaching staff. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at, yeah. the, at the end of the day, I'm just going to put it plainly as possible. Ohio state is never going to reach its potential under Ryan day. And it is better to get rid of him now than to do this for another year or two and waste the talent and then it starts to affect recruiting and things like that to try to fix it. Yeah. I, I Like, who, I'm not going to select the name. I don't know who would be a better coach, but I will tell you right now that this team could grab literally any coach in America except Nick Saban. I think you could get Lane. You could get not again. I want to be clarified that I'm not suggesting these people. These are just popular coaches. Yeah, you could get every coach in the country except maybe Saban and maybe Dabo to come to this job. Ryan Day is good, but he is not the guy, and this is going to continue happening. There is literally no singular reason that Michigan should have beat us today because they didn't have their best player. Aside from the fact that Ryan Day is just not the guy for this team. He just can't get it done. He is not good in the big game, and he is going to continue to lose the big game. We were right last year when we called him a bully, and that has just continued to show. When it's a lesser team, Ryan Day puffs out his chest. He bullies them. He does all this fun play calling, all of these things. He scores 60 points and a half. But as soon as it's a team that is of equal and not even equal value, really, as soon as it's a team that he views as equal or better, whether they are or not, a team that he views as equal or better, he shits the bed every single time. And that is showcased yeah. in every single big game or supposed and big game that Ohio I think it, it goes back to what you said also about the players taking on the personality of their coach when um, they got down, or not even when they got down, when they got fought, when they're like, it was like when the big kid at the playground gets punched in the face for the first time, you know? Runs and, he wasn't runs ready to, to his, fight back. Runs to his mom yeah. every time. Yeah, Ryan Day's got no one to run to. So I, I, I'm I, just, you know, we're going to emotionally reset after this. You know, I think that's something. Oh, you, you, It's just uh, for fans out there, It's you got to come to terms with it right now. Michigan's a better football team at this point in time. I don't want to hear this talk about recruiting. I don't want to hear this talk about Ohio State's coaches making a lot of money. I don't want to hear this talk about Ryan Day's record as a head coach. So Ryan Day's played in quite a few games that mattered and lost. Um, One it's of our- time. Yeah, it, it's just not a place where there's no bragging rights. There's nothing you can say. Mm-hmm. Too straight. This is the world we're living in. And until that day comes that Ohio State's back on top. Ohio State's not a national title contender. Ohio State's not the favorite to win the Big Ten. Ohio State 
is not. It's all it's all to take a turn from Nick Saban. It's all rat poison. Uh, yeah, it, I mean it, it is what it is. Simply, this team is not what we thought they were going to be. They're not what we expect them to be, and especially after, especially next year, they should not be the favorite to win the Big Ten. And if they don't figure it out, they won't be the favorite to win the Big Ten when USC and UCLA comes either. Uh, this is a prove-it moment for this Ohio State team. Um, it's a prove-it moment for Ryan Day because he is not going to um, be – like he's not going to get fired. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing is where can he hide? Last year he could hide behind the defensive staff, right? He can't hide now. He can't hide this behind is on the his... defensive staff because for the most part, except for the corners, they played good most of the season. Who's he going to fire on the offensive staff? He can't fire himself, and he's not going to hire a real offensive coordinator. There's yeah, no one. He just he hired has... a new offensive line coach. Yeah, he's, he has to hide behind this because he can't blame it on something. He can't blame it on Kerry Coombs. He can't blame it on Al Washington. This staff is going to be what it is next year. These players, for the most part, are going to be where they are next year. He has to own that he is just not it right now, and I'm not sure that he's ever going to own that, which is why I'm not convinced that he can fix this. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Ryan Day – because last year, I don't even think his back was against the wall. Everyone in the world knew he wasn't going to get fired. Everyone in the world knew the defense was bad, and he just had to make a change there. Now – Ryan Day is truly backed into a corner. And this is something that I think that's probably the last thing I want to talk about. This is where you truly find out what a man's character is, is when they have nothing left, when they have nothing to grasp on, when they have to have it, right? You know, everyone has moments in their life where, you know, some are small, some are big, you know, but this is that moment. If Ryan Day is going to be, the head coach at Ohio state for a long time. It starts, it, it started already, but it is, this is, I, you said it can't hide nothing to blame it on. This loss is on Ryan day. And it's really, we're going to find out who he is as a head coach. Yep. I mean, there's nothing else to say really. Ryan day is going to be back. Michigan beat us two years in a row with two different formulas. Last year, they out-toughed us. They ran down our throat. This year, they did. I mean, they out-toughed us in the second half, but they uh, out-played us, and they got big plays every time that they wanted. Their roster, which was significantly worse, uh, performed. And so, as two years, two different ways. There's no way to say that we're the better team anymore. We'll see what this offseason holds. Yeah, we'll see what this offseason holds. are young. It's going to be interesting to see what Ohio State's players bring next year to this game. But because I, I said this year I cared about all the other 11 games. Next year, there's only one result that matters, period. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just unfortunately this year, this one is rough to take because while Ryan Day doesn't have a place to hide, even as fans, we really don't have a singular place to blame. We can't blame the defense either. We can't, you know, sit on this high ground that it's going to get better when you fix one thing, which is the defense and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to yeah, be an interesting offseason. And this is the offseason. I don't care about a bowl game. We shouldn't make the playoff. Uh, one more game, and then this team needs to figure it out. And honestly, they could yeah. forfeit the bowl game for all I care. Absolutely. And, you know, we're going to see. I don't know. Stroud might want to go out with a win, but it's probably – 
in the best interest of Ohio State to get going to next year. Yep, season's over, 2023. We'll see, we'll see what we have for you. Yep, and uh, to shout out some stuff, there's going to be a lot of scathing articles written. There's going to be a lot of uh, podcasts this week that are going to be very hard on this football team. Uh, obviously, we know they can't take it because we saw their response to it this year. Uh, but what I will say is Larry Grant Holy Land doesn't have media credentials. Land Grant Holy Land doesn't have to worry about relationships with the coaches. It is going to be as pure as it can be from an emotional reaction standpoint, because most of the people work here aren't coming from an impartial, unbiased approach. So it's going to be a fun week. Uh, and one other thing of advice, I don't know if Jordan, you have anything else to say. There's going to be a lot of talk. There's going to be a lot of people jawing at you. Just go outside, touch some grass, let it roll off, drink a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, go outside, touch some grass, and don't be defensive. <laughs> you, like, there's not a ground to stand on. You just kind of have to take whatever's given. This is not the year to to argue back with folks. But uh, you can turn off your phone. Uh, you can put it on Do Not Disturb, and most importantly, you can touch some grass. Um, Ohio State lost. Michigan's better. Ryan Day should be on the hot seat. And no, he's on the hot seat. Let's not yeah. say he should. He is. By fans, he's on the hot seat. I don't believe. You know, I can't say that I. I, that I don't know Gene if Gene Smith has it in him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if Gene Smith has. I don't it know if he has it in him. Seat. So I'm not. Gene's making plenty of money. The tickets are still getting sold. The TV money's still coming in. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if he has it in him. I can't say he does. So Ryan Day should be on the hot seat. End of the day, it is what it is. We have to take this on the chin and hope that, for despite the fact we have no proof, hope that this team will be hey. better next year. Yeah, and honestly, one last thing. I I was listening to Urban Meyer on the Big Noon Kickoff. He talked about how it wasn't hatred that fueled him. It wasn't that. It was respect. And I think that's a lesson everyone should learn. Every week, Ohio State is going to be more talented than every single team. And that includes Michigan. If you look at recruiting rankings, they are. Time to look in the mirror and start respecting opponents here. I think that's just my last thing because I personally didn't do the best job at it this year, and I think I let down the audience at times with just giving them some false hope. And I think a lot of the people in the Ohio State media do that. So just one thing I wanted to get off my chest there. Yep, definitely understand. With that, it's still go Bucks as always, but it's going to be a difficult offseason ahead. We will catch you on Buck Off next week.